The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets and win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret. And your Father who sees in secret, secret will repay you. When you pray, do not pray like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I think most generations, most times, although very maybe a very few times, most people think that they're living in the worst times. Right? Uh, we live in bad times. There's bad things around us. And we recognize it, and we know it, and we see more, and we see the evil in the world. We kind of ask, well, what's wrong with the world, right? Why, why is it the way that it is? What's wrong? What can be fixed? And every single generation you know, might say that it's the worst, you know, that the world has ever been, and let me tell you how to fix it. And we've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of, you know, theories about there about how to fix it all. In the early 1900s, the Times in, in London sent out a questionnaire to the prominent authors of the day and asked, what is wrong with the world today? And one of those authors that he, they inquired about was G.K. Chesterton a mammoth of a man in many ways, an intellectual powerhouse, a convert to Catholicism, and a witty man to no end. Um, He wrote back one word. He said, me. The problem with the world today is me. Now, I don't think G.K. Chesterton was saying that he's a terrible tyrant that's taking over the world and destroying everything. But the reality of that statement I think, speaks to the truest critique of the world today, right? Maybe 100 years, late, 100 years after that statement, right? What's wrong with the world today? We can blame lots of things, right? We do, right? The media does. We do ourselves, right? It's the boss's problem, right? It's Japan's problem. It's Russia's problem. It's China's turn. It's the U.S. government's problem, right? Now, what's wrong with the world today? Me. That's the greatest reality that we can recognize in our life. Now, this isn't a statement of that I am the worst person in the world and that, you know, I, uh, my life isn't worth anything. To the contrary, right? We know that every single life 
is independent, is worthy of dignity and respect, and that this isn't a statement all of dignity or worth, right? Because God has made you in his image and likeness, and he loves you in existence even at this moment, right? And that he died for us while we were yet sinners. This isn't a statement about dignity or worth. This is about acknowledgement of what's wrong with the world today. We have lots of theories. We have lots of accusations. We have lots of things that we can point to. But I think the only one that really makes sense is me. Where's the problem? Me. What needs to change? Me. Lent is a time not for New Year's resolutions, for trying to do better or, or trying to change our life in a sense of something that we should have done years ago. Lent is a time of repentance, a time of humility, a time of recognizing that we are, we are dust and in the dust we shall return. To recognize that all the pleasures, all the things that we pursue in this world in sin are nothing. They're dust. They pass away. They have no meaning. It's a time to repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news that he told to us that he knew who we were. He knows us in our sin. And still loves us. Still is willing to suffer and die for us. Still chooses us. And wants to forgive us. That's what we need to live in for Lent. Lent is a time not to do something that, again, we should have been done years ago as a New Year's resolution. It's a time to reorder our life. To order our life correctly on God so that we might be able to live as the people that he made us to be and transform this world by me. One of the reasons that I think it's, it's fitting in some ways for us, and one of my choices for uh, changing kind of the orientation of the Mass in some ways, is to remind us that during this Lent is a time to reorder our life to change it fundamentally, so much so that that it changes the way that we act and we interact with the world. Within Lent and every Mass, uh, or throughout Lent, we'll be focusing on the Mass and the liturgy and the way that we celebrate it and the way to engage it. And just to give you a a short little bit about kind of what we're doing today um, and that we'll be doing throughout Lent, is it's called Ad Orientum. Ad orientum uh, means ad, ad, well, it's a Latin term, first of all. Ad is kind of like towards, moving towards, uh, direction to. Orientum, we can kind of think of the root of orient. Orient, we think of the orient, we think of the uh, east. The east is the orient. And what happens in the east? Well, the east is the rising sun. What happens in the east is a new day comes. And liturgically, when we think about the East in this way, we think about a new day. We think about hope. We think about the second coming of Jesus Christ. That we're kind of peering to the East because we're waiting for the sun to rise. We're waiting for that hope of a new day. We're waiting for Jesus Christ coming again. Now, unfortunately, this chapel isn't actually set up towards the East. So we're not actually facing actually East here. 
However, liturgically, we are facing a liturgical east. We're facing together, peering out for the rising sun, for that new hope. Together, we're, we're reaching out uh, to God. You'll recognize that instead of me facing you, and at certain times, I don't know whether you notice this, but for a large part of the Eucharistic prayer, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at the book. Now, that's partly because I need to read from the book, but it's also partly because it's not a play. I'm not talking to you for a majority of the Eucharistic prayer. What's happening is that we're talking to God. We're not having a conversation during the Eucharist. We're having a conversation right now during the homily, but we're not having a conversation when the Eucharistic prayer is taking place. That's the prayer of Jesus Christ. And, I, and a priest stands in persona Christi, stands the person of Christ on behalf of all the people to pray to God the Father. And this kind of setup, in some ways, allows us to do that liturgically, right? To be able to, for us to recognize, again, in this prayer, that we're unifying. You're not watching me pray the Mass. Instead, we're praying, and we're uniting our prayer to Jesus Christ, to God the Father. You'll notice that I don't have a crucifix anymore on the altar. There's only one crucifix above the tabernacle, and that's what we're praying to. That's what we're facing, right? And so together, let us all Desire to change the world. There's so much wrong with the world today. Absolutely. But again, I want to reemphasize, it's not all the scapegoats that we give of our boss, of our parents, of our siblings, of our coworkers, of the U.S. government, right? That's not what's wrong with the world today. What's wrong with the world today is me. And I hope that during this Lent, we can hopefully change the needle in some, just a small way to hopefully make the world a little less bad. To choose God a little bit more and to be the people that God made, made us and desires us to be.